as we were worshiping lord was just showing me of uh, you know it was a thick darkened cloud everybody can be seated everybody can be seated as you are taking your place as we were worshiping the lord was just showing me a thick dark cloud and all of a sudden a ray of light shining through it and i'm very sure heaven is opened for certain families ചില കുടുംബങ്ങൾക്ക് വേണ്ടി ഞാൻ വിശ്വാസത്താൽ കണ്ടത് ഞാൻ വിളിച്ചു പറയട്ടെ സുറകം തുറന്ന് കഴിഞ്ഞു Praise the Lord. Hope everybody is doing good. It's a it's an amazing thing always to get back to our church after a week of ministry travel wherever it is. Last entire week Anisha and I uh, we were last weekend we were in Arizona. Um you know Anisha's family is moving back to India so this is kind of our final trip uh to Arizona to be with our Anisha's home church in Arizona and uh, minister there. Every time I go back to Arizona people have already set up a schedule for me for my ministry and everything pastor roy make sure that i am used to the maximum in every place he takes me to all places uh and it's a blessing to see you know to wherever i go uh it's a blessing to see you know uh, uh, you know to minister there and last weekend as i was there you know there was a hindi church that i planted in arizona when i was there it's a blessing to see how the church has grown in the last 3 years um you know my my calling you know i just want to remind my church here, my calling that the lord has given in my life is you know uh it's 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 more like a missionary calling that the lord has given me and i realize the calling and i stay to the calling what the lord has asked me to do is you know wherever i have been the lord has asked me and helped me to start something new uh start a service or start a church or start a plant a church in india when i was ministering with my father's church the lord helped me to start another four more branches as a missionary i planted four more churches in our neighborhood in our areas and you know we raised leaders within our church to pastor these areas these churches uh in the last four years of me being away from india that church has grown and um, some of our families have gone and visited the church has grown pastors and leaders have grown the lord has multiplied while i was in arizona in just 10 months gap the lord helped me to start a hindi fellowship and you know recently last weekend when i was ministering there the, i saw how the church has grown the hindi fellowship has grown and you know a uh, lot of punjabi families gujarati families coming to the saving grace of jesus christ in arizona what a blessing it is right it doesn't matter i am there if i am not there the lord just help me utilize me to be a vessel to be just used to start up something new and our brothers our leaders are doing it I'm, i mean when i go back i visit them it's just a blessing to see what the lord has done and i'm sure in my term being here the lord wants to do something greater being with 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 zion church and i'm sure it is going to happen i'm sure my spirit i'm sure in my spirit the lord is above to do something we may not see it in our natural eyes right now but the lord almighty is moving things around in the unseen he is changing and he's shifting a new dimension for our deliverance and he is doing something amazing for us hallelujah 
Thank you, Brother John and family for being with us. And uh, we love you. Our church loves you. Thank you, Brother Elias from Arizona Church for being here. This is a wonderful family. And the Lord used had their family to bring, um, you know, their family and Pastor Roy's family, Roy Cherian's family, to bring my wife and her family to the Lord. And uh, in 2004, when Anisha and our family moved uh, to Arizona from India, it was their testimonies and their family that helped my family, my wife's family uh, to come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. It's always good to see the fruits of your ministry, right? Come on, today when I go back to Arizona, I see, you know, Brother Elias's fruits of ministry. You know, they labored hard, win souls. So many, you know, people from different backgrounds coming and worshiping Jesus. I mean, after five years, if I stand and I ask you, what is the fruits of your ministry? You should be bold to show and tell that these brothers, these sisters are the reason because they are here because of my prayers. They are the reason because I worked hard for them. Come on, somebody. These days, I'm very intentionally, I'm praying for a spirit of evangelism to rise up in our church. A mantle of evangelism to fall on everybody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It's good that we have all our luxuries, but it is very, very important that the spirit of evangelism is falling upon each one of us. And that's the call that God has given us. Praise the Lord. Everybody, it's not just the pastor, it's not just few leaders, every individual. You got to have the spirit of evangelism in you. Holy Spirit will help you. Be bold to pray loudly wherever you are. Why are you afraid? You know, the other day I was at a restaurant with one of our friends. He's so quietly, he's praying, Lord, please bless my food. He doesn't want anybody to be heard. Come on, be open, be bold enough. Challenge everybody around you. You don't have to be scared about anybody and anybody else. The Lord has given you the authority. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Praise the Lord. When it explodes, everybody around will know. When Paul and Silas were worshipping, the prison changed, the situation changed. The foundation shook. And everything that was shut doors were opened. Why? Because there's a dynamite in their worship that just exploded. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Today is our day. Today is our day. Today is our day and we will not let the devil conquer it. The, the, for the next couple of days, you know, Easter is coming up, right? We don't celebrate Easter, but we use these important days to propagate the gospel, right? So Easter is coming up. What a beautiful time in history. And, uh, you know, to know the, the saving grace of Jesus Christ that whatever he did on that cross. So today onwards, for the next two or three Sundays, I am starting a new series called The Road to Resurrection. The Road to Resurrection. Every path to resurrection. Everything that you have done in your Christian walk of life, I want to declare it in the name of Jesus that this is going to be a week of a supernatural break through and a road to resurrection in our life in our situations come on somebody 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11 onwards. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. And it says, I'm going to read it for you. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it to me. And today my message is, the Lord has need. The Lord has need of it. Verse 3 says, if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And will send it back here immediately. They went away, found a call, tied to a door outside the street, and they untied it. Some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing and tying the colt? And they told them that Jesus had said, and they let them go. Verse 7 is very important as we read that. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments on it. And he sat on it. Verse 8. And many spread their cloaks on the road or garments on the road. And others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's a beautiful scripture portion that we, are read, we have read this morning from Mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 11. As we meditate on these scriptures, we understand uh, uh, about the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, right? So when we look into this portion, we understand that, uh, that this is just the completion uh, or the fulfillment of the promise that Jesus or God Almighty had made in the Old Testament in Zechariah. You don't have to read it. In Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9, it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king come unto thee. He is just and he is bringing salvation. And he is riding upon a donkey to you. Riding upon a colt to you. This promise, maybe after many, many centuries, or 400 or 500 centuries after, you know, we, we see that, uh, uh, this is just the fulfillment of the promise or the prophecy that God had made in the Old Testament through prophet Zechariah. This is just the fulfillment. What is happening here? The Lord Almighty, the King of Jews, the King of Israel, the King is now riding on a donkey and entering Jerusalem. He's riding on a donkey and entering Jerusalem. The, the scriptures or the scholars help us to understand that this is a triumphant entry of Jesus. I don't see why this is called as a triumphant entry. Because most of the time the kings wanted to ride on a horse. Right? They want to ride on a horse. Or an elephant, something, some animal of a great valor. Some animal of a great strength. They want to ride on it. But why on a donkey? Last weekend I was in Arizona and uh, Anisha and I took a day off to uh, Grand Canyon. And while we were in Grand Canyon, what a beautiful, 
what a, a place to be at. While we were in Grand Canyon, we saw, I mean, people told us about, you know, there's a tour by the donkey. So you can go on a donkey to, uh, to the valley or you can take a horse to the, so there are two options, a donkey or a horse. And I was just curious, you know, why, I mean, there are two animals here. And so I just wanted to know the pricing and everything. So the horses were expensive and the donkeys were, you know, for poor people, you can take a donkey and you go down. But if you're very rich, you can take a horse and go down, right? So the donkey has a mind of its own. It'll go for some time. It'll stop in between. The horse will, you know, it'll continue to keep. There are some situations around well, why they introduce the donkeys and the horses and why there are different prices in the donkeys and the horses. What I'm trying to say is Jesus chose to ride on a donkey. Praise the Lord. Jesus chose to ride on a donkey. It was his choice. He could have asked. He's the king of the universe. He made everything. Right? He owns everything. But this king of the, of the world, king of Israel, king of the Jews, he's now asking, go into the city. He sent us two of his disciples and said, go into the city and you will find a colt. You will find a donkey. In other words, I want to share is Jesus was very specific in the location and in the animal. In other words, Jesus was very specific in his order. He was very specific. And in, throughout the scriptures, whenever we see, we see that Jesus is very specific about anything and everything he does. He doesn't say, if you want, you can let it happen. If you want, you know, he doesn't give that. He doesn't say that. He's very specific. He looks into the disciples and he said, hey, you know, God, go inside. Take a right, then go straight, then take a left, then go inside. You will find this person, right? I'm just paraphrasing it, but you know, this is what Jesus is meaning. He's giving him clear order, clear direction of what they have to do. There is a specific location that God Almighty, Jesus Christ, is giving to these two disciples. What I'm trying to say here is, my friends, uh, wherever you are at, my God is already knowing your location. Praise the Lord. And these verses, these words that is coming out of my mouth, he's specifically addressing few people in their specific location. Oh man, where can you hide from the presence of God Almighty? You go to the heavens, He is there. You go beneath the surface of the earth, He is there. Where can you hide from the presence of God Almighty? He is much more greater than Google location. He is much more greater than that city can answer to your needs. He is greater and He is powerful. He knows our location. I don't know where your heart's condition is tied up today. But today this words of hope is coming right to you, my brother and sister. My Lord says, I am sending forth my words to untie your situation. Hallelujah.
Alléluia. Alléluia. He says, go and tie. You will find, he gives clear direction. He says, go to this location. Go to this place. Go to this place. And today this word is coming to some lives. And he's saying, a clear word of hope. Wherever you are tied up with. Whatever situation. It could be your mind. It could be your heart. It could be your finances. It could be your promotion. It could be your job. It could be your education. Wherever the enemy has tied you in. My brother, my sister. This is the word of hope I want to say. I am above to unrelease something above. Praise the Lord. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. My Lord is specific. This is the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And he is riding on a donkey. He wants to ride on a donkey. To fulfill the promise that, you know, prophecy made by Zechariah maybe many, many, many centuries ago. But when he is trying to do that, he is very specific about the location and about the animal. He's very specific. He's specific about each and individual here. I don't know where you have been through, but he is specific. He is specific. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we think we are neglected. We are hopeless. There's nothing that nobody and nobody could help us ever. But my God is very specific. My God is very specific. And his intentions are to deliver you. His intentions are to change your circumstances. And today as I bring this word, I'm already seeing the Lord is untying some situations. In the spiritual realm, when you start operating it, you will realize the Lord is untying some situations. As we look closely to this, we number one, we see there's a specific location given by God Almighty. There's a specific location given and ordained by God Almighty. Number two that we see here is Jesus says, untie it and bring it to me. Untie it and bring it to me. You cannot get the animal without untying. You have to untie it. It's, it's simple logic, right? You cannot get it to me without untying it. There is going to be a resistance. You have to fight the resistance. Whenever you start doing something that is spiritual, there is always going to be resistance. Whenever you start doing something related to the kingdom principles, there is always going to be, what's the word? Resistance. Everybody say after me, resistance. There is going to be resistance in our life. Every time and over, you want to do something new. You think about planning something. Sometimes, you know, I have heard brothers, you know, whenever I come with new ideas, I have people always resisting me. Hey, if it is from the Lord, resistance will move out. Resistance will move out. God will change the resistance to be a great friction where you can pull back and propel into a new dimension. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
he will use the same resistance to propel you into a new destiny. He will use the same resistance to push you forward with your agendas. If it is from the Lord, there is no one stopping it. Come on. Hallelujah. If it is from the Lord, no person on earth can ever stand against you. Make sure it is from the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord said, untie it. It's from the Lord. No man can question it. No person can stand against it. It is from the Lord. He is saying, untie it. Praise the Lord. He is saying, remove it. He is saying, come out. Nobody can stop it. In John chapter 11, we look into a scripture portion where we see Jesus is at the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus has been behind the stone for almost four days. His body is decomposed. There's a stench coming out of the grave. There's so much that disfiguration has taken to the, to the corpse. But Jesus stands at the grave and he says, Lazarus, come out. Come out. There is no stopping when Jesus' words have come out. And today I am declaring in the name of Jesus, everything that has been stopped in the name of the power of God, come out. The power of resurrection is about to flow in your situation. The Lord is showing me an anchor in your life. And the Lord is showing me that you are lowering an anchor to stabilize certain things. I don't know what it is. But the Lord is right now showing me. Let's, let's pray for our brother John right now. The Lord is showing me that you are lowering an anchor. And the Lord is stabilizing your life. And I pray in the name of Jesus. We pray that the Lord Almighty will stabilize the situations. No wavering around no more. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray that this life will be stable. I pray, O oh Lord, I pray for a deliverance. Hallelujah. My Lord is saying, untie it. When he has said untie, nobody has any word against it. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, the grave has to obey. The system has to obey. The stone has to obey. Every hell will stand stopped at the feet of Jesus. Are those words? Jesus said, untie and get it to me. Untie and get it to me. I want to throw a different light on the situation right now. My Lord is saying a spirit of evangelism will fall. A mantle of evangelism will fall on every individual. And you are praying for certain families. If you have not started, write it down and start praying this month. Write it down and start praying this month. And the Lord is declaring that he will untie. He will help you untie. But you will untie it. He will help you. His spirit will help you untie. There are families in Dallas Metroplex. We will untie it for the kingdom's glory. There are family members in your own family that has not yet understood the saving grace of Jesus. My Lord will help you untie them. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, try to understand this. If Jesus wanted it, he can just command the donkey to walk up to him, right? The whales will obey him. The Old Testament, the donkey started speaking. Even the worm in the Old Testament, the book of Jonah, we see even the worm obeyed God's commandment on order. There is nothing that stands against in obedience, whatever the Lord says. But try to understand, it is only the human beings. We disobey God. When God, I'm, I'm just looking into the scripture in this aspect, when God looked into the disciple and said, go and untie it, maybe the disciples could have turned back to Jesus and said, hey Lord, the storms obey you, people around obey you, why are you asking us to go get a donkey? Come on, are you serious? A donkey? You can just order the donkey and the donkey will walk up right to you. You can just order it, Lord. But I'm just seeing the situation more into an act of obedience from the disciples. Hey, come on, people. Your blessings will come on you only when you obey. Your deliverance and your promotion and whatever untying situations that you are going through will come in your life only and only if you start obeying. Yesterday, we looked into the portion, not just hearers, but doers of the scriptures. Not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is very, very important in every Christian walk of our life. And today I want to declare it. If we are ready to obey what the Lord has said us to do, there is nothing that can ever stop us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I am praying these days, the Lord will give you visions about families. When you go to a marketplace, the Lord will help you to build conversations. To build friendships. And bring them to the saving grace of Jesus. Some of us boast about 15 years, 20 years, 25, 30 years in ministry. Very good. How many calls have you untied so far? How many donkeys have you untied so far? Somebody untied you. That's why you are in the saving grace. And Jesus is riding upon you. But how many did you untie? It's more about obedience. 2017. This is the last week of March. I'm already sensing the Lord is moving something around in Zion Church. Once again, we are building back from our ruins. The sanctuary will be filled with people. Only and only if everyone here obeys. The Lord says, go and untie. Go and untie. And this is the challenge that I want to give in the last few days. Share this good news to at least one non-believer. Come on. Can you do it? I believe, yes, you can. Come out of your so-called inhibitions. Come out of that. You can do it. Yes, brothers, you can do it. 
It might be somebody who's sitting at home, but you have neighbors around you. Even if they don't come and they don't listen, at least share one word of hope into their life. You sow one seed and my Lord will make sure it will germinate. Praise the Lord. The Lord looks into the disciples and said, untie. The disciples only had to follow the words of God and just had to, what they had to do. What, do, what, what did they have to do? Just obey and untie it. Nothing more. And Jesus said, if anybody asks you this question, just say, the Lord. The moment you are going, you know, I've been in evangelism and uh, you know, I've led um, evangelistic programs and meetings. And whenever we start doing something about the principle of something related to the kingdom of God. Whenever we get into a ministry where we are bringing people to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, there's going to be a lot of resistance. It's not easy. It's not easy. But when you walk into that doors, you know resistance is there, but you know more than the resistance, the, the power of God is behind you. The promise of God is with you. If anybody asks, just, you just have to stand and say, my Lord needs it. That's it. Nothing more. You don't have to give a lot of big theology there. You don't have to explain to them pneumatology or soteriology or, you know, the salvation, a lot of things. You know, no, 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 no. Just open your mouth and say, my Jesus needs them. Come on, somebody. Amen. This is a good message for all of us. In December, before December 2017, I'm envisioning new families in this church because of your hard work. A spirit of evangelism, a mantle of evangelism should fall on every individual. From the young to the old, everybody seated in this church right now. A mantle of evangelism should fall on everybody. Wherever you are, God is asking you. There are people around you. There are people who are tied up for many, many years. God is asking you to set your foot right at their doorstep. Open them. Get them to sanctuary. Get them to Jesus. Get them to the saving grace of God Almighty. And my God will help you do this. Come on. Can you do it? Can you do it? People to capture it and plan according to it. Work with it. Whenever these words are released, I want you to grab it and work with it. And my Lord will change situations around. You will not know how, but 21st December when we have a testimony time, you will stand in the same sanctuary and you say, E brother, and the Praise the Lord. That will never fail. A spirit, a mantle of evangelism. Father, I pray for my church, my brothers and sisters right now. And I pray a mantle of evangelism will fall on every individual. Father, whatever they are doing, wherever they are at, I pray God that you will give them specific locations and you will send forth your words of hope through their life and wherever they step into God, I pray lives will change around and I pray God that through their ministry, you will help them to untie a lot of bondages. You will help them to untie situations. I pray you will change situations around. In Jesus' name, I pray and I proclaim. Amen. 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 Number two that I shared was untie it. Jesus himself said, 
untired. It is his declaration, not anybody else's. He said, untired. Amen. He said, untired. And as we go forward, when the master commands you to be loosed, nothing can hold you. No devil is big enough to keep you bound. When the master has said it, he has said it. In Tamil, one of my friends always used to say this. I don't know where he quoted this from. He said, uh, Tamil brothers are here. You know, I don't know who brothers and sisters are here. You know, he said this and today right now this word is just coming in my mind. You know, I don't know how the right words are. But what I'm trying to say is, just one word from my master is enough. <laughs> he doesn't have to say a lot. Both kuch bolne ki zarurat hai nahi. Ek bol diya kafi hai. Sab badal jayega apne aap. Just one word is enough. Everything will change. Everything will change. He said untie. He just have to obey and untie. If the master has commanded, he will loosen it. Right? Believe in this words today. Let's look into verse number, you know, as we go forward. Uh, Jesus said, you know, if anybody asks you this question, why are you doing it? What, do, what should you say? The Lord? The Lord needs you. The Lord needs it. Just imagine me, with me, the, the creator of this world, right? He made everything. What he is in need of. Scripture says, the Lord is in need of it. The master is in need of it. Come on, are you kidding me? He made the moon, the star. He made the planets, the solar system, the Milky Way, the galaxies, the universe. Every creature on land, he created it. He created it. Last week when I was in Arizona, you know, when we were in Grand Canyon area, we, we saw a lot of fossils of, you know, insects that was probably been there millions and billions of years ago. I'm so thankful when I saw the structure, I'm so thankful these insects, don't, you know, they are extinct, you know, they are no longer alive. But um, what I'm trying to say is everything that we see in this world was created by this God. So what is he in need of? What is he in need of? Understand this. For God's glory to function, he wants to use us. He could have used the angels and the angels will never question back to God. But he chose to use us. He chose to use you and me. He chose to trust us. Are we trustworthy? Are we faithful? In the things that we do for God, are we? Today this is a question that has to raise in our own heart. Are we trustworthy? Can he trust us? We sing songs, oh God, I trust in you. Can God trust in you? We sing of songs, you know, God, you're faithful. Can you be faithful to God? Can you be faithful to God? The creator of everything, he is in need of our animal. He's in the need. And today, this is my word. For God's glory to travel, he wants to use each one of us. He wants to use each one of us. 
And as we look into that portion there, we see the disciples, all that they had to do is go and say, the master needs it. The master, the Lord needs it. And as they were saying, and I'm going to read certain things for you. He owned all things, yet he possessed nothing. He created the stars, yet he had nowhere to lay his own head. Matthew chapter 8 verse 20. He fashioned everything that is out of, out of nothing, yet he had to borrow a boat from which he, had to, he could preach. He created every drop of water that exists in the world, yet he cried, I thirst as he was dying on the cross. John chapter 19 verse 28. He created every tree, but he died on a borrowed cross. He created every rock, but he had to borrow a tomb in which he was buried. He used the clouds as his chariots. Psalm 104 verse 3. But yet he had to borrow a donkey on which he could ride. What a paradox of life. He owns everything, but yet he wants to function. Send his or work his glory through us mere human beings. The most important thing when he is using us for his glory, try to understand it is not about us. It is about him. You, have, you are of nothing. There is no value of you if Jesus is now riding on you. Praise the Lord. There is no value if Jesus is not riding. He's a sim it's a simple donkey. But let's try to understand. The moment this donkey was brought to Jesus, the first thing the people do is they took a garment and put it on top of the donkey. Oh, come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There was no honor given to this donkey. It was somewhere in somebody's house, somewhere tied up. But the moment this donkey was brought to the presence of Jesus, people started seeing. They started bringing garments and putting on top of Come on, donkey, it's not about you. It's about the master who has saved you. It's about the Lord who wants to live and dwell and work through you. It's about the grace of God that has come down and wants to work in your life. It's about the presence of God that wants to dwell in your life. What people do, what did they do is, first, they took a garment and they put it on top of this donkey. What does that mean? What does that mean? This donkey was used for many other purposes. It was untied. It was not used by anybody. That's what the scripture says, but I'm paraphrasing. And right now, I'm as, as I'm saying this, I'm trying to say is, these donkeys were used for many other purposes. But the moment the cloth of salvation was put on top of the donkey, it has taken away every sinful ways of life 
And now this donkey was made righteous in the grace of God Almighty so that my King of Kings and my Lord of Lords can travel on the top of this. Come on, somebody, you better get excited for this. You and me were of no use, but the garment of salvation was put on us and he made sure that he will ride on us for his glory, for his glory. There was no honor for the donkey. But people started honoring it. People started honoring it. People started honoring it. And all of a sudden, suddenly, what is going on? You know? All of a sudden, there's a whirlwind turnaround that is happening. The donkey doesn't know what is going on. Come on, I'm going crazy right now. All this while, I was just tied up. That's it. And people come and give me food. That's it. But right now, things are changing. People are putting clothes on me. People are putting, you know, clothes on the floor. They're putting new leaves on the floor. There is something that is changing the moment you come in the presence of God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Praise it. It's a new garment. And my God says he's about to put some new garments of honor on your life. No matter wherever you have been through, whatever you have gone through. But a, a garment of honor is going to be fallen on your life situation. Praise the Lord. At the right time, my God is going to give you honor. A couple of weeks ago, a brother told me because they came to the Lord, their family excommunicated them. Threw them out of the house. Gave them nothing. I have a family back in my home church in Bangalore, India. They come from a Rajput family, kings. You know, they own a lot of property. But the moment they came to the Lord, their family excommunicated, gave them nothing, gave them nothing. And they, you know, somehow they made plans and, you know, try and killed the father, the widow and three daughters. They lived all by themselves. But every Sunday when they come to the presence of God, they start acknowledging the garment of salvation that fall, was fallen on them. Years went by and, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, when I was talking to this person, the Lord just elevated that family from every trouble that they went through. Now, they are the sole owners of that entire property, the Rajput family, you know, the entire, uh, you know, palatial house that their family used to have. They are the sole owner. I don't know how it happened. This lady was telling me, I don't know, Pastor, how it has taken place in our life. We cannot imagine this happening. Our villagers just excommunicated. All that I know is the moment the, the, the garment of salvation is fallen on your life, my God will change situations around for you. But hey, try to understand, it is not about you, it's about Him. It was only because of Him. Praise 
एक बार मसीह सर पर बैठ गया जिंदगी बदल जाएगा गधा कोई कोई नहीं देखेगा राजा को देखेगा गार्मेंट्स ऑफ ऑनर द सिचुएशन वेर यू हैव बीन पुट डाउन माई लॉर्ड विल एलिवेट यू एट द राइट टाइम if you humble yourself and remain under the garment of salvation forever and if my lord is riding on top of it no matter whatever comes through he will make sure you will walk in honor he will walk in the grace you will walk into the blessing you will walk into the deliverance you will walk into the prosperity you will walk into the wealth you will walk into the blessings of the unseen all that we have to do to be just aligned at the presence of god and just let him handle it let him handle it sometimes we handle too much we get into the business of god let him handle it he does it better he's the best cook nobody complain he fed 5000 more than 5000 people nobody complain sugar patients bp patients every patients were there nobody complain tin triptarai adangite let him handle it let jesus handle it i don't know what you are going through let jesus handle it are you facing a trouble in your education let jesus handle it but make sure make sure make sure make sure the garment of salvation is on you that's the most important thing what is the use of royal life li- 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 livelihood if the garment of salvation has fallen off oh jesus hallelujah if that garment has fallen off there is no use master cannot sit on top of it if master has to sit the garment of salvation must be placed hallelujah people will honor let me pray with my church today i don't know can you can you all stand up i don't know the lord is leading me into a different dimension today there are there are certain things that is happening there are certain things that are happening right now right here but i can I, can i ask my worship team to be on stage with the instruments at least but i'm sure my this i so i bring this word the road to resurrection as i'm bringing this word by saying the lord needs you it's about every individual here Hallelujah. it's about every individual and this is what the lord is asking me to tell is to profess on your faith the declaration on your belief system that god has placed in your life and say I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it and I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. I belong to Jesus. Nothing will ever change it. Come on say it. I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. I belong to Jesus and nothing can ever change it. The garment of salvation is on everybody. Make sure it is placed right. 
your honor, your blessing, and your promotion will come at the right time. And I pray in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for our individuals here. Everybody in this hall right now. I pray God, wherever they were tied up, in Jesus' name, their situations will change. Wherever you are tired, in Jesus' name, let those ropes be broken. Let those bondages be broken. Let those sins be broken. Let those addictions be broken. Let there be a total transformation in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Some of us are walking into a resurrected life. It seemed to be dead for many, many years. But the Lord is letting me know you are walking into a resurrected life. Many years ago, the Lord promised you. But this is the time of resurrecting those promises. Come on, somebody. He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you.